0: Being human is hard. Being in relationships with other humans is even harder. People are complex. We have differences, we argue, we just plain disagree, even with people we love. If you've ever felt the ache of relational tension, turn up the volume. Today's bonus episode is a special recording of a chapter from our newest book, Come Sit With Me. Authored by 26 Encourage writers, Come Sit With Me will help you grow closer to God and others directly through the circumstances you'd rather run from. Listen now as one of our writers shares her raw story of real hope. Mending a Marriage That Was Falling Apart, written and read by Grace Pichot. We sat awkwardly side by side on the black leather couch in our living room, the quiet of a sleeping house amplifying the silence between us. For months, our marriage had been falling apart at the seams, and everything we had built over ten years seemed to be dissolving faster than we could pull it back together. Where there once had been understanding and shared laughter, we now had only disbelief and sharp words for each other. I used to say that the greatest thing about our marriage was that we were friends, but after an unplanned career change unearthed buried resentments and misperceived expectations, we had become strangers, angry, unforgiving, and exhausted with each other. What was there left to say at this point? Every interaction had become fraught with tension, meanness, and hopelessness. And though we were in marriage counseling, the real work at home of learning to communicate and listen, of trying to mend what felt beyond repair, was draining. I had nothing left in me anymore, no more energy to keep going, to even hope that things could get better. And I didn't know how much longer I could do this. The continued silence made the air still and stuffy. Neither of us knew what to say. And with our polar opposite personalities, me as the verbal, reflective processor, and him as the unexpressive, logical one, we were at an impasse. Someone had to break the silence, and as much as I resisted being the one to put into practice what we had learned in therapy, I asked the question he needed to hear. What are you feeling? I need to be ready for the minutes of no response while he formulated his thoughts into emotions and then into words. I could think of a million things to say as I waited for an answer, but my growth edge, unlike his, was learning to be patient and giving him the space to take his time. So I bit my sharp tongue and waited, expecting the worst. Finally, he said, I don't feel seen. For once, I was the one without words. That was exactly how he had made me feel for so many years. How could our pains be the same? How could we both feel unseen and unknown by the other? I tried to think of ways I had failed at seeing him for who he is, how I might not have been loving or supportive, but I couldn't pinpoint exact moments. Instead of trying to guess, I asked, how do you feel unseen by me? He began sharing, and as he did, one story led to another, one step at a time into the past, until it became clear he'd felt this sense of invisibility since he was a child. From my perspective, he had been his family's golden child, the one everyone looked up to, the one who could never do anything wrong, the one who had it all together. He seemed highly visible, cared for, and loved unconditionally. And yet from where he stood, he felt he could only be what his loved ones expected him to be, and that included me. It was as though his goodness shrouded who he really was, a human being who has thoughts and feelings that go unexpressed because the world turns at a speed that is often beyond him. The strange thing was, I also had felt invisible since childhood, lost among my siblings, and visible only when I'd get in trouble. I had learned from my experience that being good and proper could get me the attention I sought, but I just couldn't seem to be good enough. Now here we were as adults, having grown up with the same wound and hurting each other in the ways we'd been hurt. I shook my head at the irony. We had felt as though we couldn't possibly understand each other. We just didn't know how much we could. Our tense bodies exhaled in the shared pain. I scooted over to close the gap between us that had felt like an abyss we'd never be able to cross. There was still so much to heal in our marriage, but this felt like the beginning of hope. Perhaps if we could understand each other better, we'd be able to see each other with clearer, kinder eyes. Then we could learn to love with tenderness again. I leaned over and rested my head on his arm. He took my hand, and we sat together, quiet and still. Come sit with me and learn together. I look back on that time in our marriage, and the memories still sting my heart like tiny cactus needles. We survived falling apart, but mending the mess was a slow, pain-filled process. We recognized how we had intentionally hidden parts of ourselves, assuming the other person wouldn't understand and would therefore reject us. We noticed our patterns of communication, paid attention to what triggered our pain points, and examined the beliefs we had about ourselves, each other, and the world. We faithfully attended our therapy sessions, which included lots of tears, occasional yelling, and working through the same problems again and again. I wondered then if it was worth it, worth being in the marriage, worth putting in the effort for an outcome I wasn't guaranteed, worth keeping at it when I couldn't even imagine what a future together might look like. And the only thing that kept me grounded was the redeeming power of the gospel— if miraculous and impossible things can happen in Christ such as resurrection from the dead surely there was hope for us in our marriage surely we could change for the better and it would be worth it to wait and see what God might do In Matthew 19:26 Jesus says with man this is impossible but with God all things are possible Though this verse has been used too flippantly in the church as a way to gloss over difficult circumstances during that season of marital hardship I held to it for the promise that it is. It anchored me in hope, giving me the sustenance I needed to try and commit to our marriage for another day, another month, another year. Mending a marriage or any other relationship is not always possible, but when it is, the hardest part can be doing the simplest things, like having a conversation, asking questions, and staying curious about the other person to get to know them better. Isn't that what we all want? To be fully known holy scene? Even though my husband has thoughts and emotions beyond what he shows, it's difficult for him to access them and find the words to express them. By asking him directly about his feelings, I give him the opportunity to stay present with himself, figure out how to describe what he's feeling, and then verbalize his thoughts to me. By asking questions, I open the door for him to take up space, be himself as much as possible, and create connections between us. The questions will vary based on different relationships and situations, but the key to asking the right ones is to stay curious, which is different from being nosy. Curiosity keeps us tender to each other's humanity. When we don't know someone, it's easy to dehumanize them and treat them as if they're an object made for our judgment. We can make assumptions about their character, their background, their family, their life, and feel justified as we do so. But when we stay curious we keep their humanity in view. Curiosity helps us remember that the person we share a home with and the acquaintance on Facebook are both individuals made and loved by God. We may never become close with that other mom at school or that neighbor across the street, but we can genuinely care for one another. We might even find that we laugh at the same things or have similar passions. We might learn we have a shared pain or we're on a similar journey in life. And perhaps then, even when all hope feels lost, we can take small steps toward mending the gaps created by our differences. We hope today's story has encouraged your heart and made you feel less alone in the messy business of being human. Let's keep sitting and learning together. Our new book, Come Sit With Me, How to Delight in Differences, Love Through Disagreements, and Live with Discomfort, is now available. Get your copy today at dayspring.com or wherever books are sold.